Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, September 23rd. I am arts and culture writer Alicia Ramirez. And I am Broadway World's Matt Timonini, not Ashley Steves, as we teased yesterday. So sorry to disappoint all the Ashley stands out there. <laughs> Before we get started on the news, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash patreon to back us if you haven't already. All right, Matt, we've got a pair of news stories coming out of the New York not-for-profit theater world. First off, the WP Theater announced the 15 writers, directors, and producers selected for the 2020-2022 Lab, which culminates in the biennial WP Pipeline Festival. Along this year's artists selected for this two-year residence, are writer Nambi E. Kelly, director Miranda Heyman, and producer Ayana Parker Morrison. The WB Theater has been the launching pad for some of Broadway's most influential creatives, such as Dominique Morisot, Lenottage, and Diane Paulus, just to name a few. So I am looking forward to seeing what this talented bunch does in the industry in the near future and in the long run. Yeah, the Pipeline Festival is always one of those things where it gets uh, a lot of pub because of what might come out of it. And whether that's the actual works themselves or the people creating those works. So if a writer, director, producer is selected to be a part of it, one of these 15 people, that says huge things about their talent and their capabilities and obviously look forward to hopefully by the time this comes around in 2022, we'll actually be able to sit in a theater and watch what it is that they work on over these next two years. Fingers crossed we can, Matt. Oh my God. Yes, please. (laughs) Next up. Ars Nova is having a big week. Yesterday, we mentioned that Ars Nova general manager Casey York would be presiding over the Off-Broadway League. And yesterday, Ars Nova launched their new digital streaming platform, Ars Nova Supra. The platform will begin showcasing the work of emerging New York City artists next month. The season will also feature what they call off-screen tactile works created by K-Pops Teddy Bergman and playwrights Sam Chans and Amina Henry with materials designed by Kimie Nishikawa starting in November. The work brings storytelling to audiences as they receive letters at home sent between two characters isolated from each other. The eventual final act culminates in a live in-person performance that reunites these characters. Ars Nova is also planning one of these experiences for spring 2021, but details will be announced later on. And finally, they will have a four-hour forever telethon on December 4th. Uh, this is so up my alley, Elise, that I don't I don't even know where to begin. I've always talked about how <laughs> seeing anything at Ars Nova is the height of seeing great New York theater. I love Ars Nova. But this idea of this thing where they're going to like send you letters and stuff in the mail. I've done a couple of those things. Um, both of them actually through the La Jolla Playhouse. I actually have I'm, – I'm moving some stuff on my desk. I have one right now for – uh, Portaleza, I think is how it's pronounced. Oh, cool. I, I just got it. I haven't opened it yet because I, I have to have time to like 
open it and go on the website. Um, but these things are so super cool. I love this stuff. Um, and it kind of reminds me of things that, that you could do when I was a kid before there was the interwebs, uh, and you would get things in the mail and it was just kind of a cool storytelling thing. So I love this. I'm going to get some more information on this, seeing what the schedule is and the fact that it culminates in an in-person thing. Um, is super cool to me. So I love this. I love Ars Nova. So this is a, a wonderful addition to the theatrically streaming world that we are all living through during this pandemic. Yeah, for sure. It's like having a theater pen pal. I love that. And I'm kind of mad that James doesn't have theaterpenpal.com on his uh, uh, list of domains since he owns like 50 different domains. James, I imagine by the time this comes out, at 7.55 a.m. Uh, on Wednesday that I, if you don't have that domain purchased, I will be very, very angry. All right. I'll keep an eye on that. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So let's run through some quick casting and show news because I have two feel-good recommendations for our listeners awesome. and for you in case you are not in the loop. <laughs> I, we can always use some feel-good recommendations right now. Oh, for sure. Yesterday, Deadline announced that Carrie Mulligan would star alongside Bradley Cooper in Maestro, Cooper's new Netflix film about the life of Leonard Bernstein. The film will explore Bernstein's complicated 32-year relationship. Cooper wrote the screenplay with Josh Singer, and he will also direct the movie. He will star in the movie opposite Mulligan is Bernstein's wife, Felicia. Filming is set to begin next spring. Elisa, like over a year ago, we talked about the fact that both Bradley Cooper and Jake Gyllenhaal were working on films about Leonard Bernstein. And so it's so oh, yeah. it's so interesting that we are seeing something about this one moving forward. I have no idea if Jake's is still going on. That one's called The American. This one is Maestro. Um, but it's so interesting to see that these things happen at the same time. It's like having dueling wild parties uh, at the same time. But I'm super interested to see what Bradley Cooper's with this. Oh, for sure. I'll I'll watch both of them. Yeah, of course. It's theater related movies. You, you've got to watch it. It's like, it, it, what else are we going to do? Mm -hmm. And finally, the Friends of Hallett's Point in Stark Production Group announced Radial Park. A new Broadway-centric drive-in movie experience. My gosh, that, that's a mouthful. <laughs> in Astoria, Queens. If you find yourself in New York or just wanting to go to Astoria, Queens to safely see live performances from Broadway stars, movies on a big screen, or are into karaoke, this is a place to go. The new experience will begin previews on September 26 at 8 p.m. with a showing of The Phantom of the Opera. Star Production Group is raising the bar because there will be a pre-show concert with Phantom stars Ali Ewald and Derek Davis and an 11-piece orchestra. Opening night is set for October 1st. And performances to be announced will continue after that. You know, Matt, I'm interested to see how these events play out. Yeah. Patrons can enjoy the event from their cars or a reserved picnic table. And this seems like the next probable step for live theater in New York. But we only have a handful of months to do it. And... 
it's getting chilly. How <laughs> how long is this gonna last? Yeah, in a park. I I know you can you can enjoy it from your car, but still, it's not the same as an outdoor experience in the summer. Yeah. And how do you feel about attending these outdoor events, e- even if there are precautions in place? I mean, what's your take on this? I mean, doing it in your car is one thing. I feel like that's as safe as you're gonna get. Uh, right. I mean, cause you, I mean, other than maybe paying for your ticket as you drive in, there's really no interactions, assuming you bring your own concessions or whatever. So like that doesn't be selling concessions. Yeah. Whatever I'm saying you, you don't have to necessarily interact with those people though, but like, I, I think that's fine. Like, you know, I think that that kind of thing is cool. Um, I think we probably should have been doing more of that, uh, throughout the country during this pandemic, especially over the summer, like you mentioned, when the weather would, uh, would be appropriate for that. The other things, I, you know, I reserve picnic tables, you know, bringing your own blankets, being socially distanced like that. Just look, I gen- genuinely and generally believe in the common decency and intelligence of humanity. However, in specifics, like I think we're probably pretty dumb and arrogant and, <laughs> and I just feel like. Giving people the opportunity to screw this up is probably not what we need right now, especially in New York City, which has had such a tremendous turnaround in how they've dealt with this pandemic. And I I saw this on Twitter and I did not look it up to confirm. Like, I think there was only one covid related death in New York yesterday, which is amazing from where they were. So, like, it just makes me nervous when we hear about people going out and doing things like this. Um, even if there are precautions being taken, because it doesn't take someone, you know, f- you know, flaunting the 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 precautions. It could just take somebody, you know, walking by and coughing or something that could really just turn something into a super spreader event. And I just I, I worry about that. But we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I think it's uh, it, we, we're going to try. People are going to try to come up with creative things. I just um, I, I just hope they do it responsibly and safely yeah i hope so too we we need theaters to open in 2021 yeah hopefully by january but yeah i don't know about that let me ask you a question real quick do you know it says that they are showing the phantom of the opera is this like the andrew lloyd weber movie version or is this like a classic black and white phantom of the opera which version of phantom is it do you know it didn't say okay i'm imagining when i when i when i read it so i'm i'm curious but if you were to choose which one well here's the we th- could see here's the thing if you're going to do a pre-show concert with ali ewalt and Derek davis before showing the movie of the musical like you're going to be sorely disappointed when you see the movie musical with Gerard <laughs> Butler and uh, and Emmy Rossum. Emmy Rossum. Yeah, after you see it, hear these two sing because they are going to be infinitely better. And I like both Gerard Butler and Emmy Rossum, just not as Christine in The Phantom. So, like, I... I would almost prefer that they did this concert with the songs from the show, with this orchestra, do that. That's amazing. And then do like a classic black and white horror version of Fan of the Opera or do what they do at the Hollywood Bowl where they show the movie of like they do like Little Mermaid. And then when it comes to the songs, they play the video of the songs, but they have other people sing like that's something that I would be super into. Uh, I'd be into that. Yeah, and they do it all the time at the Hollywood Bowl. I don't know why no one in New York has has tried to figure out how to do that, but maybe because it hasn't been allowed. But I mean, just in general, um, they do it all the time in 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 Hollywood. So 
I would prefer that, but you know, no offense to Emmy Rossum, and I love Emmy Rossum, but she's no Ali Ewalt, and that would be no. it would pale in comparison to someone who's sung that that show on Broadway hundreds and hundreds of times. Oh, definitely. And now for our feel good recommendations. To today, this is one of my my favorite sections <laughs> because I'm really excited for both. The first one, um, it's a video of Adrian Warren singing. I Miss the Mountains from Next to Normal. And just to give our listeners some context, Second Stage's virtual benefit celebration honoring composer Tom Kitt and trustee Angela Sun took place on Monday night. And here's the thing. This is another miscast song. This could be totally. miscast 2021 for Adrian. Not because she's not suitable for the role, is that she's too young. She's way too young. To yeah, play, yeah, yeah, yeah. To she's, play Diana. Yeah. Right now, she could still pass for the Jen Damiano part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Chelsea, if you're if you're listening <laughs> and want to get a head start on planning for next year, yeah, that that's a suggestion for you. Well, this was like I am on record as not liking Next to Normal for a lot of different reasons, but I love Adrian Warren, and this was so good. It was really, really impressive. There's another video out there as well from the same event of Lashans and Celia Rose Gooding singing oh, yes. another song from Next to Normal, uh, the the mother daughter song where they actually name check mm-hmm. Next to Normal. I don't remember what the name of the song is. Um, but it's one, it's so striking to see Lashans and Celia next to each other because it is like looking in, you know, like a time capsule uh, for Lashans because she looks so much like her mom. Uh, but they're mm-hmm. both amazing. Like, I got goosebumps as soon as Celia opened her mouth. I think she's incredibly talented and obviously has good bloodlines, but like, she's legit good too. So, not a next to normal fan, but love Adrian Lashans and Celia singing these songs. Yeah, definitely. I I agree. And for my last one, it's the Transformation 2020 event, Popular Democracy Defined. The Center for Popular Democracy is hosting a three-day virtual event, bringing together changemakers from different fields, including theater. And some of the event speakers include Joaquina Colacongo, Daniel J. Watts, Jeremy O'Harris, Ali Stroker, Karen Olivo, and Beth Malone, just to name a few people. It starts tomorrow, Thursday, and ends on Saturday the 26th. At some point, I will be there because we can all learn something from artists, and they're definitely at the forefront of knowing how to make the world better, more inclusive, and more empathetic. Yeah. So I'm all about that. That's the key right there. Like I was having a conversation with uh, a friend of mine just like an hour before we started this recording and talking about mm-hmm. how I just don't understand how people who consider themselves to be good people can't center helping others at the forefront of their personal and political lives. I'm not saying that's what you have to do all the time because you got to take care of yourself and your family. But when you're talking about politics and talking about um, how to make a difference in the world, if you're not focusing on helping other people and, and, and what other people need, like, I don't know what you're doing and you're a hundred percent right. Artists are the people to kind of 
inform others on how to do that because their whole lives are about understanding other people. And the empathy that I've learned and witnessed from talking and being around so many theater artists has taught me so much just about being conscious of of the emotions and the needs and the the nonverbal communication that other people are giving off. I think that's a huge point that you mentioned about how we can learn from specifically actors and theater artists in particular uh, to help us just be better people, help us to be better citizens, help us to be, um, you know, better colleagues and, 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 you know, try to make the world a better place because we all need it so much right now. A little bit of empathy goes a long way. And uh, if nothing else, I, I, I hope that people who, tune into Transformation 2020, get a little bit of that. Oh, definitely. And I was speaking with somebody in the industry, more the the business side of it, yesterday, and she mentioned, I really don't want this pandemic to kill people's dreams, especially as they're training to go to college, even though everybody's totally. adapting to the occurring working circumstances and whatnot. And she mentioned... What if the person who can get us out of this rut is somebody who's supposed to study theater or something in the arts? Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, it's something to think about. Well, and it's so much because like when things get rough, a lot of times our inclination is to be like, okay, let's get practical. What's the most important thing in the world? What do I need to do to survive? And so often we don't, we don't admit to ourselves either personally or you know communally how important the arts are like it's not an extra it, it's not an extra in terms of like um extracurricular activity it's not an extra in terms of school it's not an extra in terms of our lives like the arts are vital and i i i completely understand what that person's saying is that this person might think oh there's a pandemic i should focus on making sure that i can make a living and have, you know, enough money to pay for my family and take care of things. So I'm going to go study mm -hmm. business instead of theater. And like, that's frightening because if too many people do that, our community and our culture and our country loses so much value in, in, and, um, and, and wonderfulness, whether it's artistically or personally, because people are, you know, forced to think about other things and forced to make those decisions. So, I'm rambling, but I f totally feel that what that person <laughs> said. Like, that's that's super important to me as well. Definitely. So on that note, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at AVRAMIRASGAR31. Matt, where can people find you? At Matt if you dare to do so. All right. Don't forget to back us on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Broadway Radio and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. Have a great Wednesday and we will talk to you tomorrow.